Welcome back to the channel, Magic the Gathering fans. On this episode of Card Anthology, we'll be exploring the start of the new block that came after the Odyssey block. This set came a few months after the release of the expansion set known as Judgment. So, let us examine the set and go over the short history of the expansion known as Onslaught. The Onslaught expansion set was released on October 7th of the year 2002. It was the first large set of the block and was the 27th official expansion of the Magic the Gathering franchise. The design team consisted of Mike Elliott and Michael Denai, with the development team consisting of Randy Bueller, Elaine Chase, Brian Schneider, Henry Stern, Worth Wolpert, with designer Michael Denai also being part of the team. Jeremy Crawford and Dana Knudsen will return as the art directors for this expansion. Onslaught had a total of 350 cards with 110 commons, 110 uncommons, and 110 rares with 20 basic lands. This set was the cost matter set, and this set had a heavy focus on the creature tribal themes. This expansion set was sold in 75 card tournament decks, 15 card booster packs, fat packs, and had 4 pre-constructed theme decks which were the blue and black bait and switch deck, the white and blue celestial assault deck, the red and green devastation deck, and the white and black ivory doom deck. There was also a novel of the same name, multiple artwork for the front of the booster packs, and the pre-release card being a Foil Silent Spectre, which was a 4-4 black creature with flying, morph, and when it dealt damage to a player, that player discards two cards from his or her hand. The symbol of the set was that of a 4-legged morphed creature. The themes and mechanics of Onslaught, as previously mentioned, was tribal. This was a theme where certain creature types mattered in an effort to make whole decks and strategies around. Ten creature types aimed for the tribal theme was beast, birds, Clerics, Dragons, Elves, Goblins, Illusions, Soldiers, Wizards, and Zombies. Dragons, however, would not make a large presence in the block until the third set of the Onslaught block known as Scourge. Other themes and mechanics included were things like Fear, Gust Cloak, Lords, Saboteurs, and Self-Recruiters. Two mechanics in particular for this set was the Mechanic Morph, which was a static ability that allows the control of a card with the ability to cast the card face down as a 2-2 creature with no text, no name, no subtype for three generic mana. This could be seen on the cards such as Ascending Aven and Charging Slate Back. The last mechanic was Cycling, which was first featured in the expansion set known as Urza Saga. Cycling was the ability that allows a player to pay a cost that includes discarding the card, and when it resolves, that player draws a card. Cards with Cycling were cards such as Acroma's Blessing and Death Pulse. Cycling would be expanded upon in the addition of the Cycling Triggers. These cards would have the effect of becoming active when a player activated Cycling. Cards with Cycling Triggers were cards such as Astral Slide and Lightning Rift. The story of Onslaught continues the adventure that started back in the Odyssey block. The main character Kamal has relocated to the Krosin Forest with the powerful artifact known as the Mirari and becomes a druid. The Mirari begins to mutate the area and makes the residents of the forest grow to extremely large sizes. Meanwhile, Jessica, Kamal's sister, is transformed by Cabal Magic and becomes Phage the Untouchable, a pit fighter whose touch brings death to anyone who crosses her. Also in the story, the character Ixidor discovers reality sculpting powers and creates the powerful angel Acroma. The Onslaught expansion had 15 total cycles, with 12 true cycles, 2 vertical cycles, and 1 ally colored cycle. The first cycle was the Charms, which was a common level group of cards with a single mana cost and 3 different options, with 1 relating to a particular tribe. The charms were the white-colored Piety Charm, the blue-colored Trickery Charm, the black-colored Misery Charm, the red-colored Fever Charm, and the green-colored Vitality Charm. 
The next cycle was the Crowns, which was another common level card group that were two converted beta ores with a regular ability and an ability that triggered through sacrifice. The Crowns were the blue colored Crown of Ascension, the black colored Crown of Suspicion, the red colored Crown of Fury, the green colored Crown of Vigor, and the white colored Crown of Awe. The Cycling Lands were a cycle of common non-basic lands that would come into the battlefield tap. The land could be tapped to gain one mana of a specific color or could be cycled for the cost of one specific color mana. The Cycling Lands were the cards Baron Moor, Forgotten Cave, Tranquil Thicket, Secluded Sep, and Lily Sandbar. Moving on to the uncommon cycles, the Avatars were a group of creature cards with a power and toughness that depended on how many creatures were on the field with the same creature type. The Avatars were the red colored Reckless One, the green colored Heedless One, the white colored Doubtless One, the blue colored Nameless One, and the black colored Soulless One. Tribal Lands were cards that may be tapped to produce a generic mana or tapped and activated for an ability related to one of the main tribes within the expansion. The Tribal Lands were the cards Wirewood Lodge, Daru Encampment, Riptide Laboratory, Unholy Grotto, and Goblin Burrows. Chain Spells were cards that could be copied by the player affected by the spell or the control of the permanent affected by these chain spells. This cycle was inspired by the blue colored Chain Stasis and the red colored Chain Lightning from previous sets. The Chain Spells were the white colored Chain of Silence, the blue colored Chain of Vapor, the black colored Chain of Smog, the red colored Chain of Plasma, and the green colored Chain of Acid. You had the Cycling Spells, which were a cycle of cards that had an effect, the Cycling Keyword, and a Cycling Trigger to go along with it. The Cycling Spells were the blue colored Complicate, the black colored Death Pulse, the red colored Slice and Dice, the green colored Primal Boost, and the white colored Sunfire Bomb. The Couriers were a group of creature cards that cost a total of 3 converted mana, with an ability that was also 3 total mana. This ability allows their control to not untap them during the start of the turn to keep the ability on another creature on the battlefield. The Couriers were the Black Colored Fright Shroud Courier, the Red Colored Flame Stick Courier, the Green Colored Everglove Courier, the White Colored Pearl Spear Courier, and the Blue Colored Ghost Helm Courier. The Cycling Trigger Permanents were a group of cards that triggers an ability whenever a card activates cycling. The cards of this group were the Black Colored Withering Hex, the Red Colored Lightning Rift, the Green Colored Invigorating Boon, the White Colored Astral Slide, and the Blue Colored Fleeting Avon. With the rare cycles, the cycle known as the Words were enchantments that may be activated for one generic mana to allow their controller to replace the next draw in exchange for an effect. The cards of the Word cycle were the Red Colored Words of War, the Green Colored Words of Wildling, the White Colored Words of Worship, the Blue Colored Words of Wind, and the Black Colored Words of Waste. The Lords were creature cards that had an activated ability to tap 5 creatures of a given type for a powerful effect. The Lords were the white colored cards Ancestor's Prophet and Catapult Master, the blue colored Supreme Inquisitor, the black colored Gravespawn Sovereign, the red colored Skirkfire Marshal, and the green colored Voice of the Woods. The last of the true cycles were the Pitfires, which were rare powerful legendary creatures that cost a total of 6 converted mana with half of that mana being of one particular color. The Pitfires were the black colored Vassaro the Dreadful, the red colored Rorix Bladewing, the green-colored Silvos Rogue Elemental, the white-colored Jareth, Leon, and Titan, and the blue-colored Arcanus, the Omnipotent. One of the vertical cycles is called the Symbiotic Creatures. These green creatures have a triggered ability when the creatures die. The ability allows the controllers to put a number of green 1-1 insect creature tokens into play equal to the printed power of the creature. The Symbiotic Creatures were the common level Symbiotic Elf, the uncommon Symbiotic Beast, and the rare level Symbiotic Worm. The other vertical cycle is called the Cost Matter Cards. These were red spells that has an ability that reveals from the top of its controller's library until a non-land card is revealed and has a scalable effect. This scalable effect is dependent on the converted mana cost of the non-land card revealed. The cards were the common level Erratic Explosion, 
the uncommon level Goblin Machinist, and the rare level Kaboom. The very last cycle of Onslaught was the Allied Colored Cycle. This cycle is also called the Allied Colored Fetchlands, which were rare cards with the activated ability of costing one life, tapping, and sacrificing the Fetchland to search for a land with either or both of two basic land types listed on the card. The Allied Colored Fetchlands were the white and blue Flooded Strand, the blue and black Polluted Delta, the black and red Bloodstained Mire, the red and green Wooded Foothills, and the green and white Windswept Heath. These cards were and are still very heavily used in any format that they are legal in. When it comes to the other card categories of this expansion, Onslaught had a total of 10 reprints, 1 mirrored pair, 5 functional reprints, 4 color shifted cards, and 7 strictly better cards. The mirrored pair was between the cards Disciple of Grace and Disciple of Malice. These were common level clerics with a mana cost of 2 converted mana, 1 power and 2 toughness, cycling with a protection from the other's color. The 10 reprints were cards such as Elven Riders, which was first printed in Legends and last seen in 6th edition, Metal, which was printed in Mirage, Shock, which was last seen in 7th edition, Siphon Soul, last seen in 6th edition, and the Car Clone, which was first printed in Limited Edition, Alpha Set, and last seen in Revised Edition. Other reprints were cards such as Taunting Elf, first printed in Urza's Destiny, SWAT, printed in Urza's Legacy, Pacifism, which started in Mirage and last printed in 7th edition, Lay Waste, which was printed in Urza Saga, along with the previously mentioned Disciple of Grace, which was also from Urza Saga. The five functional reprints were cards like Glory Seeker, which played the same way as the Mercadian Mask card Fresh Volunteers. Other functional reprints included Nantuko Husk, which plays the same as Urza Saga Phyrexian Ghoul, Goblin's Letter, which was functioning the same as Mog Raider from the Tempest set, Elvis Scrapper, which played like Scavenger Folk from the expansion set The Dark, and the creature Goblin Sky Raider, which played the same as the card Birdman all the way back from the first expansion known as Arabian Nights. The four color shifted cards included cards such as Seize Claim, a blue version of the card Evil Presence from Limited Edition Alpha. Other color shifted cards included Sandskin, the white version of the Legends card Gaseous Form, Crafty Path Mage, the blue version of the Mirage card Dwarven Nomad, along with the card Naturalize, which is the green version of the card Disenchant, which was also from Limited Edition Alpha. The seven strictly better cards out of the set included the cards Foothill Guide and Gus Cloak Runner, which were both better than the starter set card Eager Cadet. Other strictly better cards were Barkhide Mauler, which was a better card than Jerkwood Boars from the set Legends, Trickery Charm, which was an upgrade from the Alpha card Jump, Riptide Biologist, which was a slightly more powerful version of Vodalian Soldiers from the Fallen Empire set, Disruptive Pit Mage, which was an upgrade from the Urza Saga card Disruptive Student, and the previously mentioned Naturalize, which was better than the Tempest card Verdigris. There were many notable cards that came out of the Onslaught expansion set that affected this time period along with other formats years later. The first notable card was the card Blistering Firecat. This is a red 7-1 cat creature that cost 3 red mana and 1 generic mana and had Trample along with Haste. This card also had more and must be sacrificed at the end of the turn. Goblin Piledriver was a red 1-2 goblin creature that could be played for 2 converted mana and had protection from the color blue. When Goblin Piledriver attacks, it gets two more power for each other attacking goblin until end of turn. Patriarch's Bidding was a black sorcerer for five converted mana and states each player chooses a creature type and returns all creature cards of that chosen type from the graveyard into play. Rorex Bladewing was a red 6-5 legendary dragon. This creature card cost a total of six mana with three of that mana being red and had the keywords of flying in haste. Wellwisher was a green 1-1 elf creature that needed two total mana to play. Wellwisher also has the ability to tap with the effect of you gaining one life for each elf in play. 
Astral Sly was a white enchantment card that whenever a player cycles a card, you may remove target creature from the game, and if you do, return that creature to play under its owner's control at the end of turn. Exalted Angel was a white 4-5 angel creature that cost a total of 6 mana. It has flying, morph, and when it deals damage, you gain that much life. This is also known as lifelink. Goblin Sharpshooter was a red 1-1 goblin creature that cost a total of 3 converted mana. It doesn't untap during your untap step but untaps when a creature goes to the graveyard from play. When this card taps, you deal 1 damage to target creature or player. Ravenous Baloth was a green 4-4 beast creature that only costed 4 converted mana and simply states, sacrifice a beast and you gain 4 life. Vissara the Dreadful was a black 5-5 legendary gorgon that cost 3 black mana and 3 generic mana. It also has flying and can be tapped to destroy target creature in which that creature cannot be regenerated. Erratic Explosion was a red sorcerer card where you get to choose a player or a creature. You reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a non-land card and this card deals the damage equal to that card's converted mana cost. The revealed cards are put on the bottom of your library in any order. This card works especially well with the card Draco as Draco had a total of 16 converted mana. In other later formats, cards such as Nantuko Husk were big cards in its own way. Nantuka Husk was a black 2-2 zombie insect with a mana cost of 3 with the ability to sacrifice a creature in order to give this card 2 more power and 2 more toughness. This worked well with the other card Promise of Brunei from the Saviors of Kamigawa expansion after Nantuko Husk would be reprinted in 9th edition later on. Starlit Sanctum was a land card that would let you add 1 generic mana and had 2 mana and tap abilities. The first ability made you sacrifice a cleric in order to gain life equal to that cleric's toughness while the second ability would let you sacrifice a cleric in order to target a player, and that player would lose life equal to the cleric's power. Void Mage Prodigy was a blue 2-1 human wizard that cost 2 blue mana. It could pay 2 more blue mana and sacrifice a wizard in order to counter a target spell. This card was also Kai Buddy's invitational card. Mana Echoes was a red enchantment that cost 4 converted mana. It reads, whenever a creature comes into play, you may add 1 generic mana to your mana pool for each creature you control that shares a creature type with it. Aggravated Assault was another red enchantment that cost 3 total mana and had the mana ability with a cost of 5. It reads, untap all creatures you control. After this main phase, there's an additional combat phase followed by an additional main phase. Activate this ability only any time you could cast a sorcery. Riptide Laboratory was a land card that could be tapped for 1 generic mana and also had the ability to pay 2 mana and tap in order to return target wizard you control to its owner's hand. Weather Wafer was a white human cleric that could be tapped with paying 1 mana. Search your library for a land card, reveal it, and put it into your hand. Then, shuffle your library. Play this ability only if an opponent controls more land than you. Enchantress's Presence was a green enchantment card that cost 3 total mana with the effect of whenever you play an enchantment spell, draw a card. The last card was Insurrection, which is a red sorcery card that costs a total of 8 mana with 3 of them needed to be red. Untap all creatures and gain control of them until end of turn. They gain haste. A sealed booster box of Onslaught is worth around $600. So that is all we have today for this episode of Card Anthology. I hope everyone enjoyed the video and if you did, please leave a like, share the video, and drop a comment to help us talk more about the set. Make sure you also subscribe to the channel for more videos such as this one. Make sure to check out our sponsor 5-Color Combo to download their app and visit their store. While you're there, make sure you use the code THECARBAZAR to get a 5% discount on your total purchases. If you missed our previous episode over the Judgment Set, make sure you click the link in the video description to go and watch the video. Our next episode will be over the expansion set known as Legions, so be on the lookout for that episode in the future. That is all I have today everyone, Coach signing out, and I will see you all next time.